Hands off parenting. It's just hands off parenting. Put that down. Don't touch that. Stop it. Where's the line? Okay. All right. We're rolling? We're rolling. Well, welcome to Hands Off Parents. I'm Abby. I'm Steph. It's nice to see you. It's always a pleasure and a delight. It's been like, um, I feel like I see, I've seen you every day, every day, this week. <laughs> every day and, and counting we'll, and we'll continue to. Yeah. But that's a good week for me. It's wonderful. Yeah. I love seeing you. Me too. It's a good, it's a good time. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to talk about some super fun stuff. Oh, we are? Yeah. Great. Um, but before we launch into that, I just want to say that I had the pleasure of visiting iTunes today. What um, is it? It's this website. Um, yeah, it's this website on the internet. The what? Mm-hmm. It's a place where you connect. Oh. It's a utopia. Oh, I've heard of this place. Everyone's lovely. That sounds great. It's like a, I would say if I like had one adjective to sort of describe it, it would be supportive. Okay. Okay. So kind of like a support group. Yeah. It's like. A big it's, old support group. It's a worldwide support group. <laughs> right. That's what it is. Okay. Um, but anyway, you can go on to this place called iTunes and you can r- subscribe to our podcast. You can. I do it. And then it just pops up on your phone. Like, no big deal. You don't even have to do magic. anything. Just pops right up. Um, and then the other thing you can do on this magical thing called iTunes is write a review. I if, see where you're going with this. <laughs> if you like... <laughs> the podcast you can write a review so um we're always telling people to go on and write a review and i went on today to look at if we had any and somebody actually did it we have a few that is amazing i have a few so um i was gonna read a couple yeah please do because i just thought it was just delightful Self-congratulatory hour. (laughs) I mean, like I said, it's a supportive worldwide web. Yes. So, okay. Um, A parenting podcast for the rest of us. These are... No, sorry. I already messed it up. I already messed it up. Shocking. All right. Let me start over. Erase, erase, erase. Like Ira says, she says, erase your mind. Erase your mind. (laughs) And then, like, does this gesture towards my mind, and I'm like, okay, my mind is erased. You're so fucking powerful. (laughs) Okay. Uh, There are those moms who describe raising children as the most magical time in their lives, and then there are the rest of us. I have an infant son, and I started listening to this podcast before I got pregnant. Once I found out I was expecting, this podcast became one of my parenting guides. Isn't that terrifying? No. So scary. Abby and Steph don't hold back. We do not hold back. No. Nope. About the highs, I'd say less of those and lows. <laughs> many, many lows. Of raising kids. And I'm grateful for that. I live in Los Angeles and don't have any mom friends nearby to laugh Aww. about parenting with. But I'm glad I have these two to listen to whenever I can while I'm working. Oh, that's awesome. I loved that. Yeah. Um, there is another great one that was actually written <laughs> like a year ago, um, but I really like this too. I'm going to read this one too. Okay. It says, they are my friends that I have never met. Oh. I found this podcast randomly on Reddit. Really? I don't even know what Reddit is. Wow. Every day I say to Mike, what is a Reddit? Rob is obsessed with Reddit. I don't get It's the first thing he reads every morning. Do you look at it? No. 
I, I mean, every once in a while, but not really. Is Reddit male? Is it like a male um, sort of? I don't think so, but it's very... It's uh, what I've read is it's the um, second nastiest. Oh, yeah. So Le- it's not supportive. It's place not on part the of really the internet because the no, internet's a supportive, place. supportive yes. right? Okay, let me continue. Okay, and it is named after the philosophy that I practice with my toddler. Actually, just like Steph and Abby, I am more involved and not totally hands off. When I listen, I feel like they are in my living room venting, just as I do with my other parent friends over wine. Prediction, their kids will turn out just fine, more than fine. Steph will have another baby, boy. This was a wow. year ago. So this How is like, you, this is a psychic. Crazy. We have a psychic amongst us. <laughs> crazy. At the ripe age of 85, after the men have died, SNA will run away together <laughs> to Hawaii. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> if this is a psychic prediction, then I am down. I mean, it sounds great. <laughs> Hopefully it will be better than my last Hawaii trip when my daughter got lice and um, my family all stopped speaking to each other. Anyway, that's nice. Yeah. So the point is, it's great to hear that because, you know, we have, you know, contrary to public opinion, given up on this podcast many times. (laughs) No. What were you going to say? I was going to say full lives. We we work. We have children. Yes. I don't cook. Me neither. Um, but I guess I could. I actually, I'm going to talk about it today. I have been cooking a little bit. So it's hard to keep going with something. I mean, we've been doing this for two years. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, it is really crazy. Like, this is our 92nd episode. And, like, we're always like, are we speaking into a void? Yeah. You know, is this? does anybody like this? Is anybody getting anything out of it? And, um, it's really nice to hear that people are. Yeah, it's nice. And I, I, if I didn't have you as a friend, I would hope I'd find a podcast to listen to that you were talking on. (laughs) I don't even know if that makes sense, but it does in the alternate reality. And I'm shocked that you're saying it in real life and not on the supportive World Wide web (laughs) where that comment should go. Right. Right. But I will take it. Okay. Um, so anyway, thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, thank you so much. That's, I just made my day because yeah. my day started crappy. Well, and if you're, if you're reading it and you want to make our day more, you should go write one. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to tell you what to do. But, I do want to tell you what to do. I tell you every week yeah, what to do, which is to do. write one. But, um, so why was your, why is your day crappy, Ab? Abigail? Um, maybe I have strep again. I don't um, see. It doesn't make sense. Did you just it, take antibiotics? Uh, th- like um, maybe now three weeks ago was that three weeks ago i think so and that but then rob had strep and now maybe i just got it again i don't know or maybe i'm just tired um which is usually my norm we should make a website like the old like hot or not yeah it should be like strep or tired strep or tired (laughs) like sick or tired sick or tired both dot com um, last night our power went out. So we went through an entire, the worst hurricane ever to hit Texas with no problems whatsoever. It rained slightly last <laughs> night and, and a transformer blew up in our backyard and was like flames were coming out of it and our power went out and the boys were baffled. Oh my God. Did they just like, they think- were like. The lights aren't going on. Jack just kept like trying to put them on. <laughs> I was like, no, we have no power now. And he was like, 
what Why? are you saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, but I'd like to watch TV. And I said, you can't because <laughs> oh we don't have, have power. <gasps> it was, we lit a lot of candles. They kept trying to blow them out and singing happy birthday to themselves. Sure. Um, but I was like halfway through dinner, like making dinner. And I was like, can you just eat this cold tortellini? And Rob's like, that's fine, whatever. <laughs> So, I mean, I like cold tortellini. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Um, and then we played Candyland. In the dark. In the dark. How romantic. Yeah. My mother-in-law had bought us before Harvey a one of those crank radios that also has a flashlight. Crazy. Yeah. So we were just like listening to really awful uh, current hip hop on whatever station we were getting. and Amazing. Yeah. And so then, it turned out to be sort of a fun thing. Yeah, it was really fun. And then as soon as eight o'clock hit, the lights came back on. Wow. And my boys went to sleep and then I got to watch TV. That's so great. Yeah. So it was perfect. That's was win, so great. <laughs> um, I, I want I haven't been watching TV lately. I wanted to catch up on Atlanta cause I love that show. Yeah. It's so good. Yes. And I got through two episodes last night. And then I was like falling asleep and falling asleep. And I was like yelling at myself. I was like, wake up, just wake up, sit up, just sit up, just put another pillow behind you and sit up. I'm like, Mike is next to me, but I'm having this conversation with myself (laughs) and I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Sleep, the sleep one. Well, TV is like ambient for me. It's really putting you to sleep at night. Yeah. Yeah. If I watch it at night, I'm, I'm got, I've gotten, so I'm eight months now. You're big. I am big, as everyone who I see out in the fucking world reminds really? me. I'm at Ikea this week, and this woman who's speaking Spanish tells me I'm fat in Spanish. How did you know? Because she was gesturing. Oh, she was like, she was like, gordo. ooh, yeah, she's like, gordo, like, grande, baby's grande. Like, she's like telling me how fat I am, you know, like, like, how long do you have, you know, like, I, I know a little Spanish. I mean, I yeah. took it for eight years. I should know more. Um, but she was basically like, I'm afraid for you, you know, it's yeah. really like what her point was. I'm afraid that you're going to explode. And I was like, fuck you. Like, you know what, lady? All of you, everyone who's like telling me every day, like, wait a minute. Whoa. You still have seven or eight more weeks. Like, yeah. Holy shit. Are you okay? Do you're you have twins? That big. You're really not that. I mean, you look like somebody who's seven and a half months pregnant. Well, according to everyone in the world who's yeah. not on the internet, I should be giving birth tomorrow to fucking quadruplets. <laughs> you should post pictures of yourself on the internet because that's a really supportive place. You know what? That's a really good idea. Yeah. And then I would feel better. Probably like, without any clothes on. <laughs> that is such <laughs> a good idea. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like Demi Moore did on the cover of yes. whatever magazine I'm gonna that was. i do that later today. Do it. That's a great idea. Body paint. Um, we also, like, I don't know if you guys listened to, like, the episode last week where it sounded bad um, because I don't know anything anymore. Like, pregnancy brain is real. I am a stupid idiot. Like, truly. And, and like... It's not even, it's gotten to the point where, you know, people will be like, it's so funny. I have pregnancy brain, but like, I feel like mental, I feel mentally impaired. Like I feel like something is wrong and I keep making mistakes. Like I scheduled a meeting on February 29th and that day doesn't exist. Right. Like I, I'm like, I am just like, 
I, I schedule meetings on top of each other constantly. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just like really um, forgetful and I keep messing up the sound on our podcast. And I there really. There is literally an alien being inside your body that is sucking your life force out of you. Like, yeah. It literally. I mean, it's maybe not an alien being. Hopefully not. I mean. But that, that time would be, you spent with E.T. <laughs> would be a real plot twist. Yes. <laughs> if I give birth to an alien. Ew. Did you ever see The Fly 2? Nope. Don't. Wasn't planning on it. First, the first scene is she gives birth to a f- the fly, and it's the most horrific thing you've ever seen. And being like, if you are a pregnant person, you can't watch it. Just it's pure fear that you are going to give birth to a f- human fly. Yeah. Thing. There's a lot of those things, like when you're a pregnant person, that you shouldn't listen to or watch or watch. I was listening to my favorite podcast, Terrible Things for Asking, this week, and it was about a baby who died of SIDS. Oh no! Don't ever. Yeah, don't. I know. I know. And I and I was. Uh, it was uh, made me very sad. Yeah, that's not that show. So a way that they have been trying to combat SIDS, um, and they started this program in New Jersey because it's something that they've been doing in Sweden, if I'm not mistaken. Boxes. Is boxes. Yeah. So I was thinking when you're going to look around, just get a box. Right. Why are you buying a crib that I, is... I didn't buy I know. One. that That <laughs> sonar power, yeah. whatever crib that you got. But just put them put in like a shoebox, I'm thinking. Sure. I think he's going to be larger than shoebox size. Boots. Boots. Brain boots. I do yeah. have that box left. But had I known this, <laughs> I would have definitely just thrown him in a box. <laughs> I no, know. A lot cheaper. Box it up. A lot cheaper. Yeah, a lot cheaper. Makes a no, lot more seriously, sense. No, but seriously, apparently it's it's helping Yeah. I've been reading this. Yeah. They, like, give them out at the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, because you're not supposed to have any, like... Um, Pillows, pillows or blankets yeah. or anything like that. So just a wooden box. Yeah. Is it wooden? I thought they were like cardboard. No, I th- no, I think they're wooden. Nice. I think so. Very nice. Yeah. Um it seems very uncomfortable, but Yeah. What do I know? What do I I mean, think about it though, like you were just stuck in a womb. That but that's like warm and But it's so small. Yeah, it's squishy. Like how I mean, I feel bad for him. He's like there's not a lot of real estate in there. No. He must be very smushed. And then this app, this baby center app today told me that he was the size of a jicama. Who the fuck knows what a jicama is? My son, Jack. Okay. Talks about jicama endlessly. How big is a jicama? Can you compare it to a fucking fruit or vegetable that I do recognize? Like coconut sized. That's as big as he is. That's it? It's sort of like an elongated coconut. Okay. They're delicious. I mean, I've had jicama, but yeah. like, but that's like, not like in my wheelhouse. No, that's a a random one. That's that's random. I, I thought but it was. But some very of weird. them are like, I, there was isn't there one that's like it's the size of a kumquat? You're like, what? Yeah, what <laughs> that's is, very small. Yeah, a but, kumquat is really small. And the only reason I knew that is because my dad used to call me Princess Kumquat when I was little, and he mm-hmm. would call me Princess K. It was very weird. So I like very uh, long ago, I ha- I took an interest in kumquats. Okay. Speaking of kumquats, yeah. um, let's talk about religion. Okay. <laughs> That's a jump. <laughs> well, I've been thinking about religion a lot 
because Easter and Passover are coming up. Well, I think when this podcast airs, it'll just have passed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such an interesting time of year because... How so? Well, our schools closed tomorrow um, on Good Friday, and, and HISD schools are closed on Good Friday. Businesses, for the most part, I do not think are closed. My university is not closed. Um, but it is not a holiday. It's not a national holiday. Although Christmas is, but it's also a a religious holiday. Right. It's just confusing. It's the, And I was trying to explain things to the boys because at their school... There's nothing Jewish at all. Right. Why would there be? Yeah. Why would there be? Um, So it was really challenging. Like, and I was like texting my sister, like, do you know any Passover cartoons? Um, She said maybe Rugrats has one. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't know how to explain it to them. So I'm, I, I I guess. I have a way to explain it. Yes. Paint the door with blood, (laughs) with the blood of a lamb. And then there'll be boils and plagues yes that's a very kid-friendly explanation it's very kid-friendly and yes. something that i think would work yeah like really sums it up they would probably enjoy painting the door with blood <laughs> <laughs> or is it pig's blood or is it lamb's blood so there's a blood of a lamb uh someone's blood somebody's blood is being painted on the door and then the if house. i told jack that the firstborn was getting taken he'd have no problem with that <laughs> right is he the firstborn no levi is the firstborn oh, okay okay, yes. okay 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 um, and Levi would be like, no, mommy, I was first, mommy. Mommy, I was first. <laughs> I'm like, well, goodbye, sir. <laughs> you did it to yourself. Uh, um, so anyway, I've been, I've been having challenges with that. But to, to backtrack a little bit, when I moved here, I found it really, to Houston, I found it really uncomfortable to talk about being Jewish. Because I'm not a religious person. I never was. But in New York, where I grew up, everybody's Jewish. I mean, it's just so common. We, mm-hmm. I mean, schools are closed for high holidays. Right. It, and it, when saying you're Jewish doesn't really make you stick out. But here, it always felt like I was sticking out in some way. Um, and I have never, ever said it in the classroom before. I've never said that I'm Jewish. To, to your students. To my students. For one, I don't really think it it means anything to them. I mean, it, it, like, why would I be talking about this? But I do know other faculty talk about, you know, their faith and things like that. Um, but probably really why I haven't done it is because I've been afraid of it w- that they wouldn't like me. Really? Yeah. Isn't that so bizarre? Totally. And then yesterday I was giving an example of, um, we were talking about like tokenism, in one of my classes and I I was like I have an example a workplace example and I told him the story about how at PBS like I had been called out multiple times for it and then and like if there was a uh, a Hanukkah pledge show I always had to be the one on air for the Hanukkah pledge show (laughs) which is like uh, sure but also I mean that's definitely tokenism like here let's get the token Jew on right um and so I told this story and they all got, you know, a laugh out of it. And I came home and I told Rob, I was like, that is the first time I've ever told my class that I was Jewish and it was fine. I had no problem with it. And then we were supposed to go to a birthday party and instead we're going to a Seder at your house. Yeah. Yeah. We, we decided last week yeah, that we just, wanted to do a Seder. I'm just like, let's have a Seder. And I wrote the 
birthday party parent and I was going to lie. Like I was just going to be like, Oh, blah, blah. I was like, why am I going to lie? Oh, it's Passover. So I'm sorry. I missed I it. Forgot. I, missed yeah, I forgot the, the, the date. Yeah. But th- I felt like I had this weird breakthrough this week. I don't even know. Like where I was like, why have I been so afraid to talk, tell people? You're like not losing your religion. You're like claiming your religion. Claim- you're finding your religion. I'm, I'm finding my religion, but I'm not, re- don't want to be religious. Well, but for Judaism, it's like, I don't know, like, I don't think we are religious. I mean, Reformed Jews. Like, I think part of it is observing these traditions. Traditions. Like, that's what it is. It's like um, lighting the artsite candle or, you know, when when, when Mike and I got married, we were not going to have a rabbi. And then it became very important to me. Mm-hmm. Like when we started planning the wedding, I was like, no, I want to get married by a rabbi. And so like around like birth and death and we're having a bris for my right. son. So right. like around, I've, I don't think I've said my son yet. That's so weird. That's weird. Whoa, trippy. Um, but like around big life events, yes. I find it to be something I can turn to that's familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, like, when Harris died, like hearing the Kaddish was like really comforting. It's a prayer that you say when people die. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, in, in ways that I just didn't expect. Um, and so I think with Judaism, it's like having a Seder and lighting the Hanukkah candles with your kids yeah. and, you know, doing these kinds of things. Um, and when you were like, let's do a Seder, I was like, oh, I, I have a four-year-old. Like, I'm the mom. Yeah. I'm the one that's responsible now for imposing these weird traditions onto my children. Yeah, yeah. And I have, and I imagine you too, like, just good memories of those things. Definitely. I mean, we used to go to my grandma's every year. It was so much so fun. So much fun. Grandma gave dumb money, by the way. I was wondering what your prize was going to be. Hmm. Our kids are it. too young for money. Yeah. But are they too young for candy? No. We could do candy. Something like that. And then they're all going to have to have you. Basically, yeah. at Passover, you hide a piece of matzo, and then the kids go find it, and then you get... But it's like Easter eggs. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I think... Like, I, I had lunch yesterday with a rabbi. You did? Uh-huh. <laughs> I did. You're always having lunch with rabbis. I've actually had... I think this is your... Lunch with... Three rabbis. Yeah. You should make a Jerry Seinfeld style web <laughs> blog, whatever you want to call it. It's called Lunch with Rabbis, yeah. <laughs> where you just have lunch with rabbis, but it's only whitefish. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds great for a lot of reasons. Yes. Uh, yeah. I I have lunch with rabbis sometimes, guys. <laughs> like, I belong to a synagogue here. Do you guys go? No. But no. you were doing that taught. Shabbat thing. I did that. We did that a couple times. Yeah. But yesterday when I was dining with this rabbi. Um, did you call her? You were like, hey, rabbi. No, no, no. He, he, he asked you? me to have lunch because I'm doing a talk for them. Oh, that's right. I saw that. Um, it's called a Jed talk yes. instead of a Ted talk. I thought that was very clever. Yeah. The Jews are funny. <laughs> they are funny. Well, they own Hollywood. So. They do. Um, and 
all of the clergy at the synagogue came to my book reading here. They were like oh, all on the great. front row. Oh, that's nice. And so after that, he was like, I want to go to lunch. And so he's new in town. He has a nine month old. Oh, okay. And as I was talking and like saying fuck every five seconds, like I do, mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't like watering that down. Right. He was like, listen, I know you think you're not Jewish, but your worldview is very Jewish. Like the way that you are talking about this and that and um, not even just like the funny negative shit, but like my, you know, how I talk about a lot about like empathy and like compassion and like how I talk about, you know, like living your life as richly and fully as you can now because Mm -hmm. who knows what's next. Like all these, all these kind of like, that there is like this thing that I don't even know that I have that, huh. that is Jewish centric. Okay. Which okay. I thought was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to your point about talking about it in front of people, cause you know, we live in Texas. Yeah. I've never felt that way because I did grow up here in a synagogue. Yeah. And I do know a lot of Jews here. Like go back to the book reading. The entire room was like middle-aged Jews. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's all my parents you know, my parents are here and they have all their people, but I was judging this weekend, a, a one act play competition and one of the plays, and it was out in the suburbs, like in Houston, like a good half hour out of the, yeah, like 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah. And in Houston, like there's like a freeway, it's called the loop and like inside the loop, that's where you got your Jews, yes. <laughs> you know, and you're, but then like outside the loop, there is a ton of diversity, um, Racially. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Ethnic and racial diversity. Sugarland is, I think it is actually the most diverse yes. town. Not really just Houston. Right. But I don't think a ton of Jews, actually. No, I don't. It's more um, because of like the medical center yes. and things like that. Yeah. So I'm at this UIL thing and one of the plays is about Nazis. Okay. And I was assigned to critique that show. So I'm like giving them the critique and they're all looking at me. Sometimes you give critiques and the students are like very gracious. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you give critiques and they're looking at you like you're some sort of a fucking alien. Yeah. And they're kind of looking at me in that alien way. Maybe it's because I'm carrying an alien like we decided yeah. earlier today. They're like, she's gordo. <laughs> she is fat. <laughs> when is this woman going to drop that baby? <laughs> they're worried. It's it just might be happen. now. Yeah. Don't get too riled up, lady. So I'm telling them, like, the the play is about this woman who was sort of a civilian and then became a Nazi. And now she's, like, being put to death and she's going to be hung. It's really light and fluffy. Yeah, sounds. And I was saying, like, we need to see a little bit of humanity with her because there is this interesting storyline where, yeah, you definitely empathize with with the people who are in the concentration camp who are being beaten. And, I mean, those characters you definitely empathize with. But there's also this very fascinating storyline about how does a person turn into this propaganda machine? Mm-hmm. Like, how does this happen? And I think it's relevant to today. And I'm, like, explaining all this, and they're still looking at me like I'm nuts. Like, no, she's inherently evil. And I'm like, well, no. Like, she is a person, and she was turned, you know. And so when do we see moments of her having compassion, perhaps, or struggling with the fact that she's a monster or whatever? Mm-hmm. And... um. I'm like trying to explain humanity to them and they're, they're like, like 18. <laughs> they're like, go fuck yourself. You're fat. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was like, guys, I'm Jewish. And they were like, 
oh, like they'd never met a Jewish person before. Yep. And they were like, then they kind of leaned in like, okay, then I guess we'll listen to what you have to say because you're an expert on the Holocaust. Right. You know, right. Yes. it was yes. like, it was yes. like my argument held no water. No. And now that this, this weird person was in their midst, this specimen, but I was like, this is so fascinating because I don't typically feel like an outsider or an other. Yeah. I don't ever feel like what you're saying. You don't. You no, don't. never. I do all the time. That's interesting. But do you feel like an outsider in Texas in general? Yeah. Yeah. Not when I was growing up. I d- well, no, I did. I mean, I wrote a whole show about it, right? I mean, that's basically what that show is about, feeling like... Y- something was abnormal about it. But I think because we were not religious. So we didn't go, you know, we had, we went to Jewish school for like a minute. And my mom was like, do you guys want to do this? And we were like, no. You guys were not bat mitzvahed. No. Yeah. But all my friends were. So I got left out of that side of it. And I, and I got left out of the Christmas side of things. You were kind of left out. Yeah. So I feel like from an, from an identity development perspective. Wow. You were really, really throwing into down this identity, identity development yeah, thing. Because we're talking about it in class. But yeah, I think that's, it's, it's a, it's a, a hole, right? It, there's like a gap there. So then. So I was thinking about it from a parenting perspective. Right. So like yeah. thinking about your own children. Yeah. How do you want to raise them? Well, I don't, I mean, I don't want to be. A religious family. Um, Rob is not religious. Rob is against religion. What parts of it? I think all of it. <laughs> he's he's just very. I mean, he he had his family is Catholic, Irish Catholic. So he had some of that growing up. But his mom is very not religious. She's very against it as well. And then his dad had some religion um refound religion at some point he wasn't very cool with that so anyway he was kind of raised without it as well yeah he was raised without it as well or to not like it too uh-huh um but my family i mean my mom's side of the family are jehovah's witnesses so it's like th- there was like three competing viewpoints but my mom hated them for being jehovah's witnesses but just because she just didn't like her family. So we would go to Jehovah's Witness meetings. Like I've been to tons of those meetings. I did not know that until right now. Yeah. Like anytime we'd, I'd stay with my grandma every summer for like two weeks and I would go to like tons of them. I'd go to Bible studies. My cousin, who's one of my best friends, is still a Jehovah's, she's a Jehovah's Witness. I've been to meetings with her. But yeah, so it's just very com- it was, I think as a kid it was complicated. But so back to your point, like if you do not and as a parent and just putting this out there to the parents listening, if you don't have religion, what do you how do you do you say this is all bad? I mean the kids are going to have an Easter party today. Do I tell them what Easter is? I mean it's a freaking it's a bunny, but it's not. That's actually a very religious holiday. Right. Right. I mean, we have told, so it's less complicated for me because I was raised straight Jew. Yeah. I mean, we weren't that great at it, but both (laughs) of my parents were Jewish. Yes. My mother's family was so super religious. My mother grew up in an Orthodox household. Okay. Her father was, I mean, my uncle still Dobbins. Oh, really? Where you wrap the 
leather box around your head and you do this weird prayer. <laughs> really describing it well. <laughs> if you ever fly to Israel, <laughs> you wrap a leather box around your head and do a weird prayer. If you ever fly to Israel, you you'll see all the men like when the sun is coming up and down, head to the back of the plane and like dive in together. It's so no, totally. You've bizarre. been to Israel? Yeah. I mean, I'm a Jew. I never knew this. About so you. I was telling you. Yeah. Um, my mom's family was targeted by the KKK. Wow. She grew up in Mississippi and the KKK was bombing all the synagogues and black churches in the sixties. And my mom was 16 or 17 at the time. And my grandfather put up a $10,000 reward to find who was responsible for these bombings. And he was really public about it. And he put this out in the newspaper he owned this pipe company, Southern Southern Pipe and Supply. And, okay. Um, and so he was like a, you know, local businessman and just was like very vocal about it. And there was an informant wow. in the KKK, an FBI informant that leaked to the FBI that they were going to blow up my mom's house. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. There's a book about this. There is? It's called Terror in the Night. Yes. They moved my whole mom's family out of their house into a motel. And there's this funny story that my grandmother, my grandfather had to take his um, recliner with him. <laughs> so <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> and like very 50s. I need the recliner. Like I need my special chair. <laughs> yeah. Except they talk like Southern people. Yes. I yes. need my special chair. Um, so. Which is very strange. I know. I know. Yes. Southern Jews are weird. Uh, so. Yeah, there were people from the FBI hiding out in the bushes in front of my mom's house. This guy came strapped with dynamite all around his oh my goodness belly. Then there was another woman. She was a, a kindergarten teacher. She was 21 years old. In the KKK. Yep. And there was this huge shootout. She died. <gasps> they killed her. Oh my goodness. He was locked up in prison until like the early 2000s and then came to my uncle's house to apologize because he'd found Jesus in prison. And my uncle was like, I do not forgive you. Um, but yeah, I mean, so she grew up like they had separate plates for milk and meat. Like yeah. they were kosher. It was huge. Mm -hmm. Religion was huge for them. And I think because they were such a minority, because they were in the, in the Mississippi South Bible belt, you know, if you were going to be Jewish, like you had to do it. Yeah. You have to double down. You can't halfway it. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it, and even my little cousin, like to this day, like when she was growing up, they would schlep her an hour and a half to Jackson to go to shul. I mean, wow. You know, every Sunday yeah. for Sunday school, you know, you have to double down, like you said. So anyway, my mom is not that. She's not all. religious. She's not. No, I mean, but spiritual. Yes, and she and she goes to synagogue and you know regularly. No, my dad. I would say more so. Okay, he goes through phases. Like he'll go through a phase where he where he wants to go every Friday night for Shabbat, and then you know my mom will go for like the high holidays and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, but we definitely we were Jews. Yeah, like there was no like my parents are both Jews. All their families are Jews. Mm -hmm. Everybody's Jews. Um, I mean, my family too, but they were also socialist New York 
right. liberals right. who who you also know. had Jehovah's Witnesses and yeah, I mean they were converted. Right, they were converted from my grandfather converted because my grandmother converted, but she converted because she was crazy. A crazy right. person, <laughs> right? Nothing against Jehovah's Witnesses. Nothing against crazy people. <laughs> crazy. People. Oh, everyone is. Yes, um, but like. So we've been saying to Iris, yeah, we've told her you are Jewish many times, right? Yes. But did she ask about holidays at this point? Like, what? She really wants to know why we don't have a Christmas tree. You guys She's, didn't have a Christmas tree? No, we oh, don't have Christmas okay. trees. We do Santa Claus just, at my mom's house. So he just leaves stuff for her there. Basically, she gets presents. Yeah. And then we get a letter from Santa. Right, right, right. But that's... that. But... That's just a tradition my dad started. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's she, so really her one holiday question is why don't we have a Christmas tree? And I'm like because we're Jewish. So for Easter, she's not. I assume they're having some sort of party. Do they have a party or something like that? They don't do that in public school. They probably will celebrate or like. I saw an Easter bunny outside of her classroom. Like a, okay. An actual bunny. It was crazy. Really? No. Oh. It was just a Somebody picture of a bunny up. or something. Oh. It was like a plate that looked like a bunny. <laughs> I don't know. A plate that <laughs> looked like a bunny. Decoration. Um, so I was like, you know, and like you note those things. Like, oh, there's an Easter thing. Yeah. Outside of a classroom. But her room is so diverse. She's got 25 kids in there. I'd say five of them are white. Um, of those five white children... One of them is Iris, so she's, she's, and she's the only Jewish kid in her class, hands down, the only one. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of Chinese students in the class, so they celebrate Chinese New Year. They did a big Chinese New Year parade at the school. That's fun. Um, You know, they talked about Hanukkah. They um, did. And I'm trying to remember. Yeah, because I think I made a thing about it. Because when I was going to her old preschool... Remember, they did yeah, nothing for, did nothing. for Hanukkah, and I was pissed about it, so I passive-aggressively dressed her up in um, Hanukkah pajamas for Christmas Pajama Day. Yeah. And an older Jewish mother at that point who had, like, teenagers were like, was like, oh, you don't know? That's your job now. You have to be the mom that goes, and that says goes like, in oh, and I'm brings latkes. Yeah. My sister said the same thing. Reads me. the books, yeah. and you have to initiate that yeah. because they're not going to. But I guess that's my question. Like, I don't want to be that mom because I'm not. But I am. Like, I make latkes every year, but just because they're that, delicious. So it's like, you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice. I think you have to make a choice because I think what's going to happen and is that your kids are going to grow up in the same black hole that you did. Right. Which is fine. But yeah. what I hear you saying is that you felt like there was some kind of an absence or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like whether it's that you're Jewish and Christian and whatever else you and alien or whatever you want to be. Yeah. Like I guess giving something a name, like we were talking about last week, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like for the kids, because you were saying you were talking to Jack about it and he had no idea what Jewish meant. No, and I was like, you know how we celebrate Hanukkah? Hanukkah is for Jewish people. And he said, 
Hanukkah is for candles. And I said, yes, this I mean, is that is true. true. I'm impressed that he didn't say presents because that's what my kid would have said. No, we got like one. They got like some socks or something. Do you feel Jewish? I, How do you define yourself? I Yeah, I mean, culturally. But if you really think about it, it's not a cultural thing. I mean, it is and it isn't. That's why it's it's confusing because it's it is a religion. When I was asked at work, is it a religion or is it a, a nationality? I was like, it's a religion. It's right, not, right. it's not, but there's a culture attached to it, but there's a culture attached to Catholicism too. Right. I mean, there is to Catholicism, but I wouldn't say to Christianity as a whole, because there's too many sects of Christianity. And when we say cultural, how are you defining that? Like bagels and locks, <laughs> but like, like a way like a way that people relate to the world yes yes right like the rules of a certain group of people and it's certainly gotta be tribal. i mean there's no way that tribal you you and i didn't just weren't like oh we should be best friends by the way we're part of the same tribe because we're part of the same tribe very much so yeah and i wouldn't say that about um christianity although like our our MVP Jennifer Mathieu, who comes on the show, yes, who's coming to our seder. Very excited about this. Uh, <laughs> um, she's Catholic, and she and I feel very tribe-like, yeah, because Catholicism and Judaism have a lot of similarities. It's old world. It's learned. There's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of like shit that doesn't necessarily make sense that you do, yeah, like painting your doorpost with blood doesn't make any sense we're not really gonna do that guys but like also like i'm supposed to get a shank bone to put on the seder plate i decided i'll have iris draw a bone and i'll cut it out and put it on the plate we do have to leave a a seat open for elijah yes yeah you know and it's like those kinds of things like explaining that to the kids So weird and you make like we were saying something the other day in the in the in this um in the seder you talk about why you're you sit Yes. Re- relax or whatever you put, it is. You sit you on a cushion. Yeah. It's like, why do we sit sideways today? And I make that comment all the time and nobody gets it but me. <laughs> right. In my life. <laughs> right. So I almost want to raise my kids so they'll just like get my Your show. references. Yes. Yes. Your references. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a tricky thing. It's like, you know, they say when you're getting married, you're supposed to talk about a few things. You're supposed to talk about money. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to talk about religion. You're supposed to talk about, I think, money and religion. religion that's pretty much it. That's really what, like, yeah. And we did talk about, see, because I, I was thinking, like, well, couples um, who are perhaps listening that come from two different religions have to contend with a lot of this. But they are coming from two different religions, and it, and if they are coming from two different religions strongly... That's, you know, that's a big conversation, but it's still coming at it like, here's how I believe, here's how I believe, here's how we're going to get our kids to believe both. I'm sure that's a very challenging conversation. And did you and Rob have a conversation about how you were going to religiously raise your children? You said we are not going to do that. With no religion. With no religion. But now that you have them, do you feel like you want to do something more? I I feel like they're missing out on a part of me and my childhood and, you know, the way I was raised because of the sheer fact that we live here in Texas. If we lived in New York, they wouldn't miss out on those things. It would be around them. So is it like, do we need to just like hang in Meyerland sometimes? (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that 
as somebody who grew up here, I don't think Iris is missing out on that. You stuff. don't think so? No. I mean, I think, I think that it's true that she will be in the minority in every in every classroom she's in. Yeah. I mean, that is true. Because when you guys grew up in a pretty Jewish neighborhood, we grew up in a very Jewish neighborhood. Yes. So I did know a lot of Jewish kids growing yeah. up, and I went to religious school, and I went. Yeah. So I mean, I think if you, Are you decided bat mitzvah, probably. Yeah. Because we both were. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's family is Jewier than I am. Okay. Like his, his brother, um, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they do Shabbat every do. single week. They say the motzi before eating. I don't know what that is. The hamotzi. You no. don't know? No. It's a prayer. You say it before you a eat. A blessing. It's a blessing. Um, so... Yes, she will be bat mitzvahed, which means that I'm going to have to put her in religious school. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of okay with that because... So, okay, this is the other thing I did growing up. I went to a Jewish sleepaway camp mm. every summer. All the kids did. They all made out there. Every, oh, my God. Yes. So my first much kiss, Frenching. I was... So much Frenching. In sixth grade with Sheldon Freeberg. <laughs> That's my first kiss behind Cabin D. That's Still amazing. remember to this day. It was... That's- a great name truly an epic why was that not in my memoir i don't know should have been that should have been been. how you opened the first page i made out with sheldon freeberg behind cabin d and then my brother died yes (laughs) several years later (laughs) (laughs) the end the end Uh, that's all you need to know um so i went from the age of like nine yeah eight until i was 15 and you went to sleepaway And then I went to sleepaway camp every summer for a month to a Jewish sleepaway camp. And then I went to Israel when I was going into my senior year with a pilgrimage group. Yeah. For yeah. like six weeks. Yep. So I, so I did these things growing up where I was like fully immersed for like fits and starts, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it wasn't constant. And what I told the rabbi at our meal yesterday is that I didn't grow up like with Judaism, I grew up with art, you know, like I grew up in theater. Like that yeah. was my, that was my like church. Like I, I didn't, I didn't ever do any like youth group stuff. Yeah. I did plays. Okay. You know, like, yeah. So I didn't feel like super connected to the Jewish community here, but I did get a lot of value out of like going to camp and going to mm-hmm. Israel and mm-hmm. like doing all the stuff. So, you know, I think we're going to raise Iris yeah. will be Jewish. Yeah. Well, and as she should be. Yeah. Right. But it's interesting, like, that you kind of have a choice. I mean, I don't, though, because they're not going to be. We're not religious and we're not going to do that. You're not going to do that stuff. That stuff. But can we do holidays and then say, but we're not. We don't believe in this, but we just believe in matzball soup or whatever. Yeah, I think you can set up family traditions right. that are loosely tethered to religious holidays. I that I think that's what I'm getting at. And yeah. that's and that's fine. And that's fine, right? And then that's something they'll come to expect. But and I, then will that put them in the same sort of weird space that I felt like growing up in, you know, that I didn't go to CCD and I didn't go to Hebrew school. But I think we're in a different era now too. I mean, religion has been on a decline. For sure. So Maybe they, like, it was, like, Tuesday afternoon, every freaking kid went to CCD. And if they weren't going to CCD, then they were going to Hebrew school. Right. 
Like there would be like classes would just empty out. I don't know if your school did that. Mm. And I was like, I want to go to CCD. That sounds awesome. Is that like the Christian yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah. No. I didn't have it here. No. No. Yeah. Like they take them out of school. Anyway, so long story short. Long story short, it's. I'm excited to celebrate with you guys because it'll be you know influential. And you know what? This is the thing. Like that. Maybe this becomes a tradition. Yeah. Right. Like I'm. I'm. I was like really excited when you were like, I really want to do a seder. I was like, Yeah, we're adults. We should do a seder. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is something we can do. And then I was like, Wait, do you, let's do it at your house, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. How did that happen? No. <laughs> You have a better house. It's going to be great. We're, yes. My mom is going to give us some Passover Haggadahs with puppets. It's going to be great. So it'll be fun. I got and masks. We'll be like, hey, kids, dip this green thing into the tears of the Jews. Yeah. I mean, it's like so, so weird. Weird. Such a weird. It really is. It's all bizarre. Um, tell us about your religious traditions. Yeah. And where do you fall on this spectrum? And how do you feel about religion? And what place does it hold in your life? And and how you, if your parents of two different religions, how do you, how, do you how did you that? have that conversation? Yeah. With your kids. Yeah. Because you know, my, my dad used to say this really awful thing. I'm just like why he's definitely just like probably a racist. Um, he used to say a bird and a fish can marry, but where will they build their nest? It's very, very wise of him. And I was like, <laughs> you're basically arguing for like a homogenous yeah, society. Pretty much. <laughs> like, do you want us, do you want like racial cleansing? Yeah. Would you also like that? So like you were in favor of the Holocaust. It just happened to be your people. Yes. Like, yes. you know, and, and, and I always was like, you're terrible. Shut up. That's a terrible thing to say. But then I ended up marrying a Jew. <laughs> and, and, and like a lot of that stuff just like, fell into place like I, I, the thing about mike too it's i think that i only he's the only jew i've ever dated yeah oh and same with him to me oh really and so when we started dating we were like oh oh yeah okay there's a wavelength here yeah like yeah. all of my craziness you accept because it's normal to you yeah like yeah. the 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 like hypochondria neurosis like all the shit that I like all the spilkas whatever yeah he's like oh yeah you're just you're just a Jew yeah like I just get that language and then Rob doesn't and he I mean we're very verbal about it but like my things that conversations that my family has he's like why are you talking about this right why would you even talk about this at all right that's what people do. Right. No, they don't. Right. <laughs> they don't have conversations about. I texted my sister, um, can amoxicillin give you a rash um, at, at 39? And like somewhere she texts me back. Okay. I asked Shane's mom, which is her husband's mom, if she, and she said, yes, it could. And Rob was like, now Shane's mom knows about this. Is she a nurse? And I was like, no. I think she just knows stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. Like that sort of level of candor. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think is something that yeah, culturally. Does. Yes. It's cultural. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. I would love to hear how other people have navigated this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, happy. Hope you had a happy everything. Yeah. Happy Easter. Happy whatever. Happy Passover. Happy review writing on iTunes. Yes. <laughs> Very nice way to turn it around. We'll see you guys see you next, next week. week. Do, 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 you can do, follow do, Hands do, Off do, Parents do, do, on Twitter do, 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 at 
at handsoff parents or you can always send us an email at handsoff parents at gmail.com or if you look on Facebook if you're into that thing you can find us there as well handsoff parents is Steph and Abby uh. Mail camp.